Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. On today's show, we're going to continue the 2022 Locked On Titans NFL Draft Preview Series with the interior offensive line. The Titans have a major need at left guard. Who can fill that role? We're going to look at the top names in the draft all the way down to the day three options scouting the interior offensive line group on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, and it is brought to you by BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On listeners get $50 off $500 when you use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. We're going to kick off today's show talking about the top names at interior offensive line in the draft. Before we get into that, got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You're going to find the Locked On Titans podcast everywhere and always free. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all the content goes live. Throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. But with that being said, time to dive into today's show and the top names on the board at interior offensive line could all make a ton of sense for the Titans. Number one on my board is Zion Johnson from Boston College. He is a perfect fit in the zone system. He's got ideal size, six foot two, 312 pounds, a very thick built guy, good frame there. He's very quick, but also very under control. One thing you're going to hear about a lot of prospects is they have a tendency to play a little over aggressive, get out over their toes, which leads to balance issues. You're not going to have that issue at all times with Zion Johnson. He's generally very balanced and very controlled. He has great reaction as well to twists and stunts over the middle. And he's really good at resetting and recovering if his initial job or his initial move is beat by the defensive lineman, especially in pass protection. If he's expecting a move, he gets beat initially. He can quickly reset his feet. He is a body mover as well in the run game. He's going to move people around, not just positionally block. Now, I talked about the balance. He does have good balance when he's out on the move, but keeping his balance throughout contact will be key going forward making sure that he gets even better handling stunts and understanding when you know where people are coming from also do got to say he doesn't have great burst off the line of scrimmage and you would like for him to play with a, a little bit more of a mean streak but i mentioned all of these negatives on zion johnson getting better at handling stunts, getting even better balance through contact, uh, playing with more physicality, more burst off the line of scrimmage. I mentioned those because those are some things he can improve on, but, I mean, he had one of the one of the smallest negative sections of his, his write-ups that, that I've had throughout this entire process. I mean, he is a clean prospect. Zion Johnson would be fantastic for the Titans. Another guy, Texas A&M, Kenyon Green, 6'3", 
two, uh, 323 pounds in the 200s. That would be an issue. He's another guy who's just going to be fantastic in the Titans zone system. He's a big, wide body, great burst off the line of scrimmage. Excellent. They're just firing out of a cannon. He has such strong powerful hands. Once he gets his hands on you, you're not going everywhere. He does a good job of getting to the second level and climbing as well, which is important in the Titans zone system. You execute the combination double team at the line of scrimmage. Then you climb up to the second level to get the backer. That's something that Green has shown he can he can do very well, and he plays with incredible power. Zion Johnson is a controlled, fluid athlete. He doesn't quite play with the power, though, of a guy like Kenyon Green, but Kenyon Green isn't as controlled uh, and with balance and things like that, which comes kind of the negative sides of Kenyon Greenman and things that he needs to work on. He plays with wide hands. Sometimes when he comes to make his initial block, his hands are a little wide. That can allow defenders to get into his chest, and he can lean a little bit in the run game, kind of leaning forward and getting out over his toes, which can cause some balance issues through contact. And he doesn't have... Um, a great track record when it comes to penalties. He's had quite a few penalties in college. That's something that he would have to clean up. The next guy on the list here, though, is a pure center. Those two guys were guards. I expect them to, to thrive and survive in the NFL at guard. But this player is a pure center, and it's Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. Six foot two, 296 pounds. So under that 300 mark I talked about, that would be an issue. And that's one of the knocks on Linderbaum is that size, but he's a great athlete. I mean, just a superb athlete burst off the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's really good at blocking on the move, which makes him fit perfectly in the Titans zone system that requires a lot of on the move block combo blocks, second level climbing. He's so good at everything zone related. He's got really smart hands as well. Good pop in his hands, and he plays with the right mentality, physical, wants to finish. But, again, that size, he is a smaller guy, which basically limits him to only playing center. Not going to be able to give you much at guard. Definitely not going to be playing tackle, and that brings down his value. At the end of the day, versatility is key in the NFL because of the injuries and the way you got to makeshift your roster. So that does hurt Linderbaum, but someone's going to draft him and expect him to play center. For a decade. So why would those things be concerned? One thing that will impact him, I think, is he's got to learn to work independently with his hands. Uh, think about an offensive lineman taking on a twist and a stunt. You're using your, your interior hand and you're working a guy. You pass the guy off to your outside hand as another guy is stunting inside and you got to use your inside hand and your outside hand independently to take on two different defenders at the same time. He's got to he's got to get better there, but that's something that can be improved on. Again, a lot of the negatives that I mentioned on players, it's not that they will never improve there. Some of the things like Tyler Linderbaum's never going to be able to improve the size. He can add some mass, but he's not going to get bigger. He's not going to get taller in a drastic way. So it's the, the fundamentals and the technical things that he has to refine at the next level, which anybody has the ability to get better with the right mentality and the right practice. And Linderbaum definitely has the right mentality. I don't think that he can help the Titans at guard, which makes him kind of a second-round prospect in my eyes. Um, the Titans don't need a center. This year, Ben Jones is going to be there for this year and maybe next year. And I only see Linderbaum as a center. So that knocks him down a couple pegs in my eyes as a need for the Titans. The next guy is Darian Kennard from Kentucky, six foot five, three twenty-two. So the biggest guy that we've talked about. He can play interior off. A lot of guys we talk about have um ability like Kenyon Green, 
can play guard or tackle. Zion Johnson, probably just going to play guard. Linderbaum, probably just going to play center. But Kennard is a guy who's probably going to play interior offensive line at the next level, but has the ability to kick out and play offensive tackle if you get yourself in a pinch. Again, six foot five, three twenty two. So the biggest interior prospect that we've talked about so far, and that gives him that cross-training versatility at offensive tackle. He's got a big frame. The NFL teams will like really good power, a strong grip. Again, once he gets his hands on you and locks in, you aren't going anywhere. As a bigger guy, he's got a really strong anchor, so good at taking on bull rushes, standing in, standing firm, holding his ground against that bull rush and that power rush. He's a nasty competitor as well. He wants to bury you into the ground. And again, that versatility to maybe kick out and play some tackle if needed will be key for teams, especially in the mid-rounds. Now, he plays with wide hands as well. It's an issue. It allows defenders to get in your chest. And when they have long arms and can get in your chest, that's a recipe for disaster in the NFL. He's not very light-footed in the terms that he can reset if he gets beat initially. And weight has been an issue for Kennard. Making sure he keeps his weight down will be something that teams will want to see in make sure that he's dedicated to at the next level. The last guy in this tier that I want to talk about is from Memphis, and it's Dylan Parnum. He uh six foot two. 311 pounds, so on the smaller side. Another guy that's primarily going to be a center at the next level because of the size and the length, but could potentially play some guard as well. Great um, athlete. He's just fluid in space. Got good lower bend in his knees and his hips to get down. Low man wins. In the trenches. Remember, that has been a key that I've been taught since I started playing football when I was a little boy. So, low man wins, and Parnum can get low, and when he's got really coordinated hands. I talked about Linderbaum needing to get better independently using his hands. That is not an issue for Parnum. He does a great job with that. He's also very good working in space. Not an issue for him at all. Now, again, the downside, the length. He doesn't have great length. He doesn't have great size. So that's probably going to limit him to playing center for most of his career. And because a lot with, with these athletes that we're going to talk about, guys who are real quick and fast on the offensive line, they have the tendency to play over aggressive, to be all schedule in terms of timing, where to play, when to place their hands, when to set up their blocks how long they have to sustain, staying balanced and controlled and good center of gravity. They have a tendency to try to move too quickly because that's a big part of their game that allows them to win and get off balance, get out of position, things like that. So those are things that Parnum has to clean up, but I think he could have a, a pretty decent career as a center in the NFL. But that's going to do it for this first group of players in the interior offensive line group. I guess, the top names on the board. We're going to get into some mid-round options, and I got to be honest with you, some of these mid-round options, just absolutely perfect fits for the Titans. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about our title sponsor, Blue Nile. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and you want to make sure that this Mother's Day, you give your mother uh, something that can be a statement piece or an everyday subtle elegant addition to their collection right now bluenile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom go there and shop high quality classic diamond earrings which is something that my mom really likes is the diamond earrings they have elegant tennis bracelets or gemstone pendant necklaces i mean anything that you could ever want to not only surprise your mother, but also let her know just how valuable she is in your life. Celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, go to BlueNile.com right now. They have jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They're accessible via phone or chat, and they're going to help you find the most memorable gift at every 
possible budget. So mark Mother's Day with something enduring, like a classic diamond stud earring, elegant tennis bracelets, those uh, birthstone pendants, and so much more at BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day gives mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On listeners are getting $50 off 500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day, though. So go to BlueNile.com, use promo code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, it ships for free, and it arrives in a discreet package. That way, you won't give away any secrets. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Titans fans, let's continue this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We're breaking down the interior offensive line class in the 2022 NFL Draft. We just talked about my top names available. Now we're going to get into some mid-round options, second round, third round, fourth round guys who could be there. And man, there are just so many good fits for the Titans here. The more I think about it, you know, I would love for the Titans to get a Zion Johnson. I would love for the Titans to get a Kenyon Green, but with the value that's available at the interior offensive line position in the mid-rounds of the draft, it's really hard for me to prioritize that early on over offensive tackle or over wide receiver. Guys don't want to hear it, but over even quarterback. I mean, going quarterback at 26 and then coming back at pick 90, and getting an interior offensive lineman, I think there are going to be some great options available to fill needs for the Titans. So we're going to get into those names that could be there on day two. Before we do, got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Want to make a big announcement here. We got some awesome events for the NFL Draft running right now. Make sure that you subscribe to the 2022 Ultimate Mock Draft podcast feed. So what they do is they take all the hosts of the Locked On NFL shows, and the the host makes the pick for the team in a first-round mock draft. So I'm picking at 26 for the Titans, and each of the hosts get their own team's pick. They go through a total mock draft. There's analysis from Matt Williamson, former NFL scout, and Brian Peacock from the Peacock and Williamson show. There's analysis from former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy from Locked On NFL Draft. Odyssey experts like Jason Lockhamfora and Michael Irvin kicking. I mean, it is phenomenal. My favorite event that we do as a network every single year. Check out the Ultimate Mock Draft. Uh, it's a whole entire podcast feed all in itself. Also, we're going to have a live draft coverage here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel, and we're going to be going live as a network 30 minutes prior to the start of each day of the NFL Draft. I'm going to be on there breaking down the Titans pick, maybe talking some other picks as well. So make sure you subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast for that live draft coverage this NFL Draft. Very excited for that. But speaking of the draft, let's dive back in to these prospects. Got a lot to talk about here. The next guy I want to discuss is Cole Strange from Chattanooga. Six foot four, 307 pounds. He is the ideal zone guy. He is just so proficient in running zone run blocking schemes. We're talking about combination blocks. We're talking about double teams climbing to the second level. I put a zone Jedi in my notes because he's just so proficient there. Not only that, great burst off the line of scrimmage so he can get to that second level and get on those linebackers quickly. He's nasty. He wants to win. He plays with the right demeanor. He's got a really solid punch. 
for a guy his size at only 307 pounds. Really powerful punch there. Does a good job. He's a smart player. You can tell his IQ. And he's just a football guy. He loves playing ball. He's so dedicated to the game and to his craft. That's something that his coaches, people around him rave about. It's just another level of football guy. Uh, now, some issues. Not over, He's got good power in his hands, but doesn't have good overall power like to drive people in the run game because he's a lean guy. He's six foot four, 307 pounds. All the guys we talked about before are about that same weight, but they're a little bit shorter and more compact, so he's a little more spread out there. Um, also, the competition level at Chattanooga, worrisome. And he's 24 years old, so he's going to be an older prospect who was basically dominating boys as a man. And that makes you worry for a guy who's lean and not super powerful. Will he be able to hold up at the NFL level? My guess is he will. He is incredibly athletic. I believe that Cole Strange will be a solid NFL pro. I would love to get him on the Tennessee Titans. Next, we have Nebraska's Cam Jurgens, another guy, similar guy here. He's a little shorter, six foot two, three oh three, but an ideal zone center. And we talk about Cole Strange, we talk about Cam Jurgens, guys. These are centers. They're not going to be able to survive at guard. They're not big enough. They're not heavy enough. Centers. They are centers. And again, that does knock down some value for the Titans because the Titans have Ben Jones for another year or two. But Jurgens, great athlete, really good in space, operates in space with great fluidity. Uh, he has good length. For a guy who's only six foot two, we talk about a lot of these guys don't have ideal length, and that's why they're centers. But Jurgens does have good length for a guy that size. And unlike most guys his size, he has found a way to be really good at anchoring against bull rush, against power guys who get in his chest. He can really set his base, get a wide base, good center of gravity, and hold that anchor. He's really good with combo blocks and all the zone requirements. Now, not incredibly powerful guy when we talk about going forward and driving guys forward. Uh, he doesn't have elite hands in terms of hand placement, hand power, that grip power and that snatch you want your offensive lineman to have. He's a little late on his reactions, like to twists and stunts. And if you're doing a double team against a nose tackle and then Cam Jurgens' job is to climb up to the linebacker at the second level. If that linebacker blitzes, sometimes he's a little late to recognize that. So that's going to be film work. That's going to be reps right there, getting used to being on that double team and sliding off quickly to prevent the linebacker blitz and the penetration there. That is going to be key for Jurgens. The next guy is LSU's Ed Ingram, six foot three, 307 pounds. Just an incredibly solid guard coming out of the SEC. He is going to be a guard. He's got ideal frame for a guard. He's got good length in his arms. He's got powerful hands. Just if he gets his hands on you, it is lights out, but he's also very mobile for a guy his size. Um, doesn't get a lot of penalties, and has great experience. I mean, he's been playing for years in the SEC against the top competition in the NFL, and that matters to a lot of NFL teams. Now, the issues. He has a good frame and good you know, width, but he is a little bit lean, especially in the lower body. You'd like to see that improve. The timing on his punches, he's got really strong hands and a good grip, but how he times his punches can be a little wonky and a little off. He's got some off-field issues as well. He was... Uh, initially charged 
with some sexual assault. He was cleared of those charges. It's been over a year, but you know that's something that teams will want to vet in the pre-draft process just to make sure that everything was handled correctly. The next guy is another guy. Well, let me just say about Ingram. I don't think that he's an ideal fit for the Titans. I think he could play in a zone system. I think he could play in a power system, but I think the Titans would like um, a guy who's a little bit more mobile Although he does have some good mobility, it's not quite as mobile as the guys that we talked about, like Strange and Jurgens and Parnum. Uh, and another guy, like Luke Fortner from Kentucky, he is going to be a center. He could play a little bit of guard for you potentially, but Fortner is a center at the next level. Six foot four, 307 pounds. So you get that good length that you don't traditionally get with some of the guys that make sense for the Titans. 307, though, so you're not getting a huge body. Uh, Luke Fortner is really strong. Got a, got a wide frame, so he holds his weight very well, even though he's only 307. He is just excellent at picking up stunts and late reactions and awareness and reacting to what the defensive line does late in the snap. Uh, he's a tough guy, plays incredibly intelligent as well. He has a real good understanding of what he's supposed to do and what the defense is trying to do. So that's important for that mental aspect, especially from a center from a center, you have to be able to call protections. you got to be able to recognize fronts. So important to have a smart center. Uh, Fortner doesn't play with great pad level, though. Six foot four, so he's one of the taller interior offensive linemen that we're going to discuss. He's got to learn to play with more bend and more sink in his game. Also, not a great player in space. He can get up to the second level and do some things. <coughs> Excuse me. But it's just not uh, an ideal trait for him. And although he is smart and good at recognizing those stunts and those twists. He's got to get better with his recovery speed. He can be a little bit a little bit late even when he recognizes. So those are all things that that should improve. But again, getting Luke Fortner for the Titans at pick 131, pick 143, I think that would be excellent. And I think when you compare the value and the value of the pick and the talent of the player to taking, you know, like a Linderbaum in the first round or even taking a, a Strange or a Jurgens at 90, I'm not certain that when you calculate all of it, it's all that different. I like Luke Fortner for the Titans at 131 or 143. No higher, but that's where I would come down. Um, next is a guy who I really like in that same range. I mean, I really like him in that same range. And it's uh, Lasita Smith from Virginia Tech. Six foot three. 314 pounds. He could play offensive guard or have versatility to kick out to tackle. He's not a center guard. He's a tackle guard, but I think guard is definitely his position of the future. He is not only a thick body, he's a thick boy, but he's incredibly quick as well. For a guy that thick, it is pretty impressive to see him be that quick. So he's quick and thick, baby. He's great in space, which is, again, is impressive for a guy that size with that much bulk. Really good. I would say he's better in pass protection right now than he is in run blocking. He's got a great punch. When that defensive lineman's rushing, he can just boom, hit that punch right in his chest. It's really going to knock guys off balance and help him win early. Now, he does have a really strong punch, but without the length in his arms, it may not benefit him as much at the NFL level. He's got to really uh, learn how to time it perfectly so that he doesn't get beat and not have an elite length. He doesn't have great recovery if he gets beat initially, which goes into that problem. And he doesn't sustain blocks, and that's part of the length. It's harder to sustain a block if your arms are shorter because you, you know, the simple physics of you got to get be closer to the guy to be able to reach him. So that's something that he has to work on. And he is 24 years old. So guys, when you see prospects that are later in their age, 
you're probably not going to be able to change their body as much. It's going to be harder to teach an old dog new tricks, essentially. It's better to bank on a younger prospect who's still developing that you could teach some things to. The last guy in this segment is Zach Tom from Wake Forest. I know a lot of you guys uh, look at him as an offensive tackle, but he played center and offensive tackle in college at Wake Forest, and I think that he's much more of a center at the next level. But that versatility to be able to kick out the tackle will be important for NFL teams. That versatility always helps these mid-round guys. But Tom is six foot four, 304 pounds. He's got really good coordination, really good footwork for a guy his size. He's got smart hands. He knows where to place them. Uh, really good awareness. He's a smart player because of that time playing at center. Really good at resetting when he gets beat on his initial move. Now he's got a really lean lower half. Good thick upper half, but a lean lower half, which means he's not going to have great drive. He doesn't have great length in his arms either. He's just not as good in the run game as you would want from an offensive guard at this time. Now that can be improved if he puts on a little bit more mass, get him a little bit more power, a little bit more drive, but I think he could be a good option for the Titans at 143-169. That could make a lot of sense, but that's kind of the midday and mid-round options I think are there for the Titans. We're going to get into the day three names that could be there. Before we do, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar uh, the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy, just to put it uh, as frank as I possibly can. You're going to get all the benefits of a protein bar because they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, but they're also absolutely delicious and taste better than a lot of candy bars. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, whether it be dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate. The white chocolate cheesecake is just absolutely fire. The peanut butter brownie, the salted caramel, uh, they got puff bars, which have like a marshmallowy consistency. They have crunch bars, which are crunchy, duh. And the crunch bars are just lights out for real. So you guys are going to love Built Bars. They're good as a healthy meal substitute or just a guilt-free snack. Go to Built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Titans fans, let's cap off this Wednesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast going over the last few names in the interior offensive line group that have interest to me for the Tennessee Titans. We talked about the top names. We talked about the mid-round options. Now we'll get into those late-round gems maybe, that could be there for the Titans before we do. want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. It's hosted by analytics guru Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They're breaking down the draft from the front office perspective and from a player perspective every single day. And it's a great time to subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel. It's going to be free no matter what platform you stream. But if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On NFL Draft, you're going to be ready to go for their live draft coverage on draft weekend. I'm going to be included in that live draft coverage as well, so make sure you subscribe there. Right now, I mean, it's free. It's literally free. It's draft season. Check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. But moving forward here, going to quickly bust out the, these last few names. And there are a few names I want to mention that should be ranked a little bit higher than some of these names, but I don't think they're a good fit for the Titans. So, Going through the names that could potentially be options for the Titans. First, we're going to talk about Sean Ryan from UCLA. Six foot four, 321 pounds. So one of the more bulky interior offensive linemen. He's got versatility, play guard and center. He's got a very wide lower body, which gives him a good base and good balance. He's got strong hands as well. Good mobility for a guy that size and great contact power. When Ryan hits you, you move. 
and you feel it. And that's not necessarily the case. They, a guy like Tyler Linderbaum, he's not going to drive you all over the field. A guy like Luke Fortner, not going to drive you all over the field. So it's not not the same with every single offensive lineman. People get the job done in different ways, but Ryan is going to push you, and you're going to feel that contact when he hits you. Now, he's got a good lower body, but his overall size, the length, uh, the upper body strength, not really there like you would want. He's not great in space. He's not really a fluid athlete as well as more of a power player. And he's incredibly over-aggressive, and it leads to balance issues for him, falling off blocks late, things like that. I don't think that Ryan is a very good fit for the Titans personally, but I guess I wouldn't be shocked if they went with him because there is some mobility and some, some strength there in the hands that I think could be appealing to the Titans. The next guy I think could make a lot of sense for the Titans is Donovan West, six foot three, 296 pounds out of Arizona State. 296 pounds. That's small, guys. That is small. So he's a center guard type, but primarily probably going to be pigeonholed into a center role. He's a smooth athlete, though. Very controlled. Good and smart with his hand usage. And he's young. He's one of the youngest prospects in the NFL draft. He's close to 21 years old. So I explain why older prospects are maybe have a little bit of downside. But when you look at West, how young he is, that gives him a little bit more value than you would expect. But he's young and he's lean. He's so lean. Just needs to put on mass. Needs to put on bulk in a major way. He And because of that lack of mass, he doesn't have great power at the point of attack. I just talked about Sean Ryan and how he's got great point of attack power. It is the opposite for West. He is a positional blocker trying to get in the way of guys, not driving guys off the line of scrimmage and driving guys uh, off on his blocks. And he's had some issues with snapping, some some botched snaps, a little bit too many in college uh, to, to be um, certain that he's a guy who can play center. And if he can't play center at that size because he can't snap, that would spell doom for Donovan West, which is why he's in this back-end group. The next guy is a guy in the back-end group. He's my favorite guy. And it's Alec Lindstrom from Boston College. Mike Vrabel is going to have great intel because Lindstrom played with Tyler Vrabel in college, at Boston College, college. Uh, Lindstrom, six foot three, 296 pounds. So same size as West. We talked about that being a problem, which is going to pigeonhole him into just being a pure center. And he's probably going to need to be a zone center as well. He's got great movement skills, really good awareness. I mean, he's one of the smartest guys that you're going to find on the interior offensive line or on the offensive line in this group. He's got great experience, started for multiple years at center, primarily center, pretty much only center. He's really good with reach blocks and climbing up to the second level, which are obviously important traits in the Titans zone run offense. But the downside here is doesn't have very good length. And when you got small arms and you're lean, uh, on the offensive line in the NFL, it's going to be tough. He's got small hands too, so not great grip. He's going to have a hard time sustaining blocks because he's not going to be able to stay locked on to guys. And for a guy with his mobility and movement skills, he just doesn't show great range. He doesn't execute second-level blocks as well as you would want to see them. And, and a guy that size with small hands and not great length and it's super lean, he's going to have power issues, not only at the point of attack, but basically all over the place. So, that is a concern, but I would like to see Lin if the Titans waited to pick an interior offensive lineman to 169 to 143 and they left with Lindstrom, I would be happy again. Value and talent versus other value and talent. Think about that. I, I think Lindstrom will be a good fit for the Titans if they go other positions early. Next, you have uh, um, Thayer Munford. 
from Ohio State, a guy I've seen a lot, six foot five, 328 pounds, played a lot of tackle at Ohio State, but transitioned to guard in 2021. A uh, guy that size, six foot five, 328. Obviously, that's the type of thick frame that the NFL will like. He's got really good length as well. He's built more like a tackle. He's strong hands. He's going to snatch you. So, uh, getting into technique things on the offensive line. So, you, you would drive a guy with your hands. Some guys don't try to get in and drive you away. Some guys, do a snatch method. And this is something that Trent Williams has perfected for the 49ers where he gets your shoulder pads and then pulls you down. Instead of driving you away and up, he snatches you and pulls you down. Snatch move. So that's something that that Munford has done pretty well. And he's got a ton of experience playing big-time college football in the Big Ten at multiple positions. So that versatility to play guard, primarily kick out at tackle, that'll be important. Now he's got slow feet, obviously a bigger guy, needs to get better at bending at the waist, needs more flexibility in his lower body. And for a guy that size, just not the power and drive that you would want to see for a guy that big playing guard. So those are some issues with Munford, but I think um, could be a good fit for certain teams, but I don't think it's the Titans. I don't think that's a good fit there. The last guy that I'm going to talk about is Chris Paul. Uh, point guard, Phoenix Suns, multiple-time All-Pro. <laughs> just joking, just joking. Chris Paul, out of Tulsa, 6'3", 323 pounds, so a bigger-bodied guy. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, he's a thick boy. Uh, <laughs> definitely a thick lower body. Teams love to see that with the balance and the center of gravity. He plays well in space, and he has good power. Now, he's not quick. He's a slow-footed guy. He's got balance issues. He needs to work on his blocking angles and how to set guys up, where to be so that he can, you know, close off and seal his def- defender. Those are positioning things that could be taught. But slow-footed, poor angles, everything in the zone run scheme is about having quick feet and taking good angles to your defender. So not a great fit there. But again, Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, Cole Strange, Cam Jurgens, Luke Fortner, Lasita Smith, Alec Lindstrom. I mean... There are a ton of different options for the Titans to fill their need at the interior offensive line. And if they do think that Dylan Radins is a left guard or they feel comfortable with Jamarco Jones or Aaron Brewer at left guard, I can see the Titans passing until later and just getting a developmental center like Lindstrom or Jurgens or Strange uh, to, to try to, or Zach Tom even, to basically try to replace Ben Jones but have some development time to do so. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. We're probably going to kick off the defense on tomorrow's show and talk about the interior defensive line and linebacker start on the defensive side of the ball with our NFL draft preview. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.